You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. Uh, what an exciting conversation to have with Bishop Barron. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for him to come here uh, to southern Minnesota and, like we said, kind of follow naturally in Bishop Quinn's uh, footsteps in leading evangelization uh, here in the diocese and, and the, the heart for the seminarians and, and all those wonderful things that he shared with us. Uh, so now we move on from the newest, uh, from the newly appointed bishop to the newest priest in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Father Michael Churchill, who had a long commute across the parking lot to join us. From I watched Pops him Christie. walking, <laughs> like the aura of the new priest around you. <laughs> so, I wasn't uh, sure if I was going to make it. I ran into a number of people on the way over. So, Oh, there you go. Chat. You'd be like, I got to interview guys like yeah. over there. We would have, we would have stalled till you got here. That's. Uh, I need to get a, a wireless mic. Maybe then I could catch you out in the parking lot. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so uh, for for our listeners who who aren't familiar, could you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you're stationed at, uh, all those sorts of things. Sure. Uh, I am the new baby priest of the diocese, as uh, I've been affectionately called by some people. Um, I am, yeah, Father Michael Churchill from uh, Dexter, Minnesota. It's about a, a whopping 300, 350 people oh, that's uh, just small. just west of uh, Rochester, between Austin and Rochester. Um, grew up out on some acreage. Uh, I'm number nine of ten children. Uh, I love being from the big family. Uh, we love to get together pretty often. They're all kind of right around our area here. Cool. Um, and, yeah, I went to, to school for nursing originally, but then that's where I started to, to hear these inklings towards the priesthood. Um, so, and I was ordained on June 24th on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. So, beautiful day to be ordained. Uh, yeah, it's been a beautiful, beautiful blessing to uh, be ordained. And, yeah, just these last three, four weeks have been such a, just been overwhelmed with beauty, beauty and grace and uh, the love of others that they've shared with me. So. Really cool, and yeah, you were you were also at Steubenville. We were mm-hmm. speaking with Correct. Father uh, Fosnot, uh, however you say the last Father name. Jonathan. He, he said you can make up however you want to say my last name. I don't know. The, he said we say it one way, but that's Americanized, so you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he, we were sharing with talking with him about being at Steubenville, and Melissa and I were there as well, and, and you were there too. And this mm-hmm. was your. I I don't know if you've been. Have you been before before you were a priest uh, to the Steubenville uh, just conference? Just as a or? seminarian, so I did not know okay. we had our own Steubenville conference until uh, I was in the seminary. It was something that we were not mandated to go to but like strongly encouraged to go to as seminarians and i got to experience it and i was blown away it was just very beautiful very uh uplifting and beautiful to see the young kids around from our area um attending these conferences so um yeah it was awesome Awesome and you you were kind of the warm-up act because you you gave the homily you were the presider for the main uh, celebrant for the friday mass at Steubenville. it was a little intimidating. I was uh, the main celebrant, and Father Mike Schmitz was there. He was concelebrating, so he got to listen to me preach, which was uh, very humbling. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, he thought I was a good preacher or not, but we'll he was s- take, if he was taking notes yeah, on yeah. what you were saying for his homily, yeah. We'll have to find out because he may be listening because he is. Uh, we do have a station up there in Duluth, so he may Very be good. listening. So awesome. uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll send some feedback. Call the main office and be like, "Hi, oh, you talked to that Churchill guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, 
But uh, but uh, could you maybe and and we'll we'll continue on with your vocation story and everything. Sure. But while we're on the topic of Steubenville, could you just you know you said you'd been there as a seminarian. So could you describe kind of that the difference between being there as a seminarian and now being a, there as a priest, right, and able mm-hmm. to uh, celebrate the mass as well as uh, celebrate confessions? I know I was talking with Father Tay. Um, uh, from Wasika there mm-hmm. and uh, pulled him aside and he said this is fantastic he's like I remember the last time he didn't get a chance to go last year but he said the last time I was here he's like it's great because how often do you get teenagers who are primed and pumped and ready to go to a confession yeah. he's like these are like the best confessions I hear all year yeah it's just so. amazing um, I mean one of the things I mean I think over the years and even still now as a priest like you're the primary or one of the biggest ways is just being a witness um, to the life of love of service to Christ, uh, to Jesus. Um, and so you, it's definitely like the primary way we act as uh, seminarians going to Steubenville is we're just witnesses. You know, we um, stand out, we call people, we pray pe- with people at our uh, vocations table. Um, but then, yeah, being a witness as a deacon last year and then now as a priest, uh, being able to uh, just people, yeah, look at you a little bit differently and like are very excited and are so grateful. And it's just yeah. very humbling to receive uh, the recognition of others who are so excited to see uh, th- their priests, which is amazing. And then, yeah, certainly the Sacrament of Reconciliation was uh, an incredible gift. Um, I think I, I mentioned in an interview with uh, the Real Presence Radio here about a month ago, or like before ordination, mm-hmm. uh, how one of the things I was most excited for was the Sacrament of Reconciliation, uh, to, to bring people to healing and wholeness in Christ through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and so, yeah, what a powerful gift to be able to to bring reconciling hope and energy to young people who are have maybe been away from the sacrament for a while or uh, have been consistently going, but you, yeah, continue to be overwhelmed by that sacrament in the midst of so much uh, prayer, uh, right. the conferences that really bring a lot of things to the front of people's hearts um, during that conference, so... It's amazing, yeah. Really cool. And really it is, cool. like, so striking to see um, how many young priests there are. Mm. Like, I just, the priests would process in, and it just goosebumps. And I'm just like, look, this is the church. This is the future. These are all the guys that are coming to my funeral someday. Like, <laughs> I want a lot of priests at my funeral. I'm like, I got to know these guys so they can come. But, like, even my kids are like, I, they didn't... Uh, it didn't dawn on their imagination that there were so many young priests and obviously not from all from the diocese of Winona Rochester, but it was just like, look how young the church is. And then you Mm -hmm. look at these 1300 youth and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like you're just looking between the priests and the seminarians and the youth. You're looking at the future of the church. And I'm just, I mean, I'm not really that old, you know, compared to some people, but, um, definitely old compared to others. Um, just like, this is the, we're looking at the future of the church and like my heart was just full. It was just like, yeah. I have so yeah. much hope for the future of the church. Cause it's really easy to kind of get down about it. And, um, so yes, you, you bring great yeah. hope, like coming in rock starring and being young. And I loved your ball cap. Like your, Oh yeah. Love it. The kids are like, which one is the new priest? And I'm like the, with the baseball cap. And <laughs> one of the things too, that was a huge blessing too. uh, unique in its own self is yeah getting to know other young priests in our area uh some who i haven't met yet and then also reconnecting with some of our young priests so there were multiple priests there who i went to seminary in winona with my first two years uh but then since then we haven't reconnected so being able to reconnect with those young brother priests who are now ordained and now sharing in this ministry together like what an incredible gift 
uh, Steubenville does so many things. Like it's just it's a great it's a great great event. And I thought it was really cool. You spoke about reconnecting with priests. His father, um, he used to be in this diocese. He's up in Father Niehaus. Yes, yeah. Niehaus. That's the name. Yes. Uh, I saw him walk up, and you're in the middle of talking to some people, and he just got on his knees in front of you and said, "Bless me." Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, not not something you'd see a lot of different places, but you know he wanted that that indulgence, uh, new priest blessing that uh, mm-hmm. we we learned a few months ago goes for the whole year, right? Mm-hmm. You get a whole year to get the the special indulgence attached to that that blessing, and it was also really cool because I uh, the real presence radio table is right next to the vocations table, mm. so I got to see the seminarians, uh, you know, kids kind of wander up a little sheepishly, and mm. the seminarians ask, well. Have you prayed about a vocation? Have you considered one? Well, you know, maybe. And they're like, okay, so, you know, and talk a little bit about that. And, you know, uh, young men could ask qu- questions about the seminary, and they, they had brochures there also about women's religious life. And there was there was a sister wandering around. I know mm-hmm. I saw a sister mm-hmm. there as well. Um, but just some of them where you could tell that so many young people discerning vocations actively, right, and, and we should all be. But really, you know, I loved when they'd say, uh, when they'd ask the young ladies, well, you know, have you thought about a specific community? Well, yeah, it's kind of between this one and this one. So you could tell, you know, they've been mm. seriously looking into it, uh, which I thought was really awesome. And they had a prize wheel at the vocations booth that you'd spin. They did. And uh, one one uh, color was a holy card, one was candy, and then the other two, one was an Our Father for Your Vocation, the other one was a Hail Mary for Your Vocation that the seminarians would pray with you. And a lot of mm-hmm. times they give them a piece of candy too, you know. But um, <laughs> yes. I thought that was really cool. And how many of the kids, you know, I heard so many Hail Marys and Our Fathers, and one young lady came up and she said, it'd be really cool. I bet you guys would probably pray to whole rosary, you know, throughout the yeah. weekend. And they're like, you know what? You're probably right, you know, yeah. with all the Hail Marys and Our Fathers. So it was really cool, again, to just see, the, the the future of the church, right, mm-hmm. coming up, and so many young people really excited about the faith um, across Minnesota, and you had some there from South Dakota, North Dakota as well, so and Iowa. So just a really cool cool event, and, and, and this wasn't you... this wasn't specifically a Steubenville promotional uh, piece. Yeah. It kind of turned into <laughs> oh, that, sorry, yeah. uh, but uh, just uh, just something that's top of our minds now. And uh, if uh, if if uh, any of our listeners or their um, uh, children, people they know are coming to the Steubenville in St. Paul. I'll be there with a booth uh, as well, passing out holy cards and and uh, pens and things like that. And so invite them to stop by and say hello. I'll be recording uh, liners as well. So if people would like to record the little message we play that says, Hi, I'm so-and-so from such-and-such. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Um, I'll be doing those as well at the booth. And I even had a chance to record an interview uh, with one of the incoming freshman college seminarians hmm. who's from uh, the parish in Sherburne, from Father Fosnott's uh, parish that we talked to at the mm-hmm. at the top of the show uh, coming in. So uh, just a great chance to connect uh, and invite people to stop by if, if they'll be there. I'll be at the one in St. Paul here, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Hmm. Uh, so uh, before we go to the break, uh, we we have lots of stuff to talk about, obviously, and we're, we're like halfway through the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess uh, maybe before we go to break, and maybe this is too big. Well, we got one minute till break, but that's okay. We can push the break a little bit. Um, so uh, could you just tell us, uh, we'll get into your vocation story after the break, but could you tell us maybe the, the one thing that surprised you most about being a priest? So far, anyway. So far. So far. Obviously, you have a long and fruitful ministry ahead of you, but, you know, in just the the few weeks since. Yeah. Maybe just just how, I mean, emotionally uh, overwhelming it is, at least at first. Like, that first weekend was incredibly beautiful. Um, 
just within 30 seconds of being ordained, processing out, and I was kind of rushing right up to the altar to get photos with the family and kind of rushing a little bit, thinking about what I needed to do. And one of the Carmelite religious sisters who are here in uh, our diocese yeah. stopped and asked for a blessing. And I uh, was just so overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> with the presence of God. Uh, yeah, like a, an older religious woman asking for my blessing. Like, who am I? <laughs> and it's just overwhelmed with things like that. Like, beauty, beauty, just overwhelming me. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and as I said, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, your vocation story and, and all sure. those sorts of things after the break. So thanks you for, uh, thanks you. Thank you for joining us, uh, Father, uh, Father Churchill, and we'll, we'll talk more after the break here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And hello again from Rock and Roll Rochester at St. James Coffee. Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio, joined live in Coffee House and Studio, however we want to say it, with the uh, semi-newly ordained. I guess it's been about a month now, but we'll still call you, yeah, pretty claim new. you as <laughs> fairly new uh, priest here of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Father Michael Churchill, who's uh, uh, assigned across the street at Pox Christi, so he, he had a pretty uh, convenient commute this morning, although he was waylaid uh, by people who <laughs> you know want to catch the new priest on his way over. So uh, very excited to have him with us this morning, and it's uh, you know a bluer sky, I think, than it was this morning, so it's... Uh, 
Maybe mm-hmm. we'll have a, a sunny day ahead of us. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, as I uh, kind of previewed uh, before we went to break, uh, could you tell us a little bit about kind of your, your vocation story, your journey to the priesthood? Sure. Um, like I said, I'm the ninth child of ten. Um, grew up in this big family, a very loving family. Um, and so I really wanted to imitate my parents growing up. Uh, as far as I can remember, uh, I don't think most guys do this, but more women probably. But I yeah, always, for as long as I can remember, always dreamt of having a, a big Catholic family and getting married and yeah. uh, having all these kids and enjoying being the father of so many. Um, and so I went to college at Viterbo University, a Catholic Franciscan no, University. For nursing, I suppose. For nursing. Yeah. Um, for, yeah, it was just something that was I was pursuing. I didn't know for sure that was what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to like help people in some right. tangible way. And nursing seemed like the most obvious answer for me at the time. Uh, seminary was never really presented to me as a, a real thing, I guess. I never really yeah. considered it too heavily. And uh, But I really did go to the Turbo because it was a Catholic university. I really wanted to live out my Catholic faith in a more intentional way. And the nursing was just a benefit of having it there. Um, but I got involved with the campus ministry program right away. Uh, and I went on a retreat my freshman year. And it was simply a priest, who, a very holy priest from La Crosse, uh, who asked if I had given serious thought to the priesthood. Mm. Um, it was early one morning during this weekend retreat. And I had to give the serious answer that I had not really given it serious thought. Mm. I had entertained it a little bit, but never gave it that serious consideration um, and so basically after that, I was like, I probably need to start actually praying about this. Um, and it was just a, a slow, slow process of falling in love with, with Jesus, with the church, uh, with the priesthood, um, that finally made me, uh, take those next steps. So I went all throughout my four years of nursing school, um, yeah, continuing to pursue that nursing degree, but also praying about this on the side. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. And, uh. So wait, can That's I ask really cool. who the yeah, holy priest was? Or is it not is okay? Top no. secret information. No, not at all. Because <laughs> like I'm from Lacrosse, so like that was I went to school there a long time, sure. way before you he was, were there. But. He was the vocation director of Lacrosse my first year out there, and then he's been in Peru, I think, since then. Wow. Um, Father Joe Hirsch. Oh, I don't know about yeah. him. Yeah, he's. I feel like I should though. Like if he's holy, yeah. like I want to know him. <laughs> yeah, he's a great priest. I think he gets home, you know, a couple times a year, but mainly he runs an orphanage, I think, down in oh, wow. Peru. Uh, and he just but, saw you and he was like, I think. Yeah, he was the priest that weekend and just, it was like three or four of us at the breakfast table very early, you know, stayed up late because we're college students. Right. And yeah, it asked if we'd given serious thought to the priesthood. So uh, that was the main thing that really started getting me to, to pray about it. Yeah. Really cool. And uh, yeah. that, that discernment is, is a process. We've, we've had Father, uh, Father Kern on a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and he always talks about how it's a process. And even enrolling in seminary is just the start mm-hmm. of, you know, a more formal period of discernment. Uh, so could you kind of uh, explain for our listeners sort of how that process works from when you were like, maybe I should discern the priesthood to now you're ordained a priest. What does that, that in-between space look like? Between... Well, be- between when you're first like, okay, I'm going to sign up for seminary to, you know, now. <laughs> Being in seminary, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a lot of education and it's a lot of formation. So, uh, yeah, I was accepted into seminary and then I did two years of philosophy studies in Winona. And a lot of the time there was a lot more like human formation, like just getting us to, to learn and grow in the virtues. Um, learn and grow, which is 
just to be good and holy men, virtuous men, uh, men of prayer, men of uh, after the heart of Jesus, right? Like that's the whole intention of the priesthood, to be men after the, his heart. Um, and then, yeah, did two years there, did a, a summer called you know, with the Institute of Priestly Formation out in Omaha, Nebraska, which oh, was yeah. uh, even an in, a more intense, like 10 weeks of uh, formation, again, learning just the spirituality of the priesthood mm. and uh, learning it just to deepen our prayer lives uh, as committing our lives to Christ. And then the last four years were uh, our theology studies. So at that point, a lot of my discernment was over, like I had done my part, and uh, I felt very convicted that, you know, the Lord was calling me to be a priest. So if he still wanted me to be a priest, he would continue to just uh, show me the way and that he wouldn't, if nothing... I didn't hear anything, then I would, you know, be confident that the Lord is, you know, doing his work. Um, So a lot of that was a lot more closer preparation for the priesthood. We had practicum classes for, you know, mass and confessions, uh, baptisms, things like that. Um, And then also just your theology studies and pastoral uh, life as well, so... And you got to do your seminary, uh, major seminary in Detroit, right? In Detroit, yeah. I did four years there. It's a a pretty academic seminary, so it is... uh, we have just amazing professors there. I've learned a ton. Hopefully I've retained a lot of it. And, um, but, yeah, it's just been such a blessing. Yeah. You know Father Stephen Pullis? I do, yeah. Okay. He went, we went to college together, actually high school together as well. I grew Holy up in Detroit. So. Awesome. Okay, cool. He was, yeah, I like he, dropping his name on occasion. <laughs> yeah, that's great. He was actually our professor this semester for uh, the Sacrament of Reconciliation class, or the Sacraments of Healing class. So we practiced anointings and then uh, reconciliation with his class, and then also just the theology of both the sacraments, the history. So, Really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really cool. So you know so many people. Well, yeah, on occasion. You know, on occasion when you have a name to throw out, right? Mm-hmm. I remember Absolutely. when he was playing basketball in high school, so it's kind of funny to now see him as a professor at the seminary. In the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. You never know where life's going to take you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what... Uh, we only have a few minutes left before mm-hmm. kind of our, our preview, and then we'll come back and, and ask for your blessing uh, for everyone listening. Uh, but what sort of uh, challenges did you face kind of in the, in the maybe in the seminary or, or just, uh, you know, from, from where you were to now, sort of? I mean, I guess the initial challenge, the biggest thing I struggled with was just the initial, like, if I'm going to be a priest, like, I have to, I, I wrestled a lot with the idea of, like, having to give up uh, marriage and a family, because that was my dream for such a long time. Um, but it's just a slow process of wrestling with that, and then also wrestling with, or just, and then, but slowly coming to peace with the idea that uh, the Lord wanted to give me an even greater gift, that he wanted to, uh, he did still want to give that gift, but in a different way, a different manner of uh, that gift. So, Because uh, now you're going to have a lot of kids. Yeah, and it's been, I mean, that's, I've witnessed that so much over the years, like my Year at pa- my pastoral year over in St. Charles, Minnesota, and Iota, um, I really got really close with that community just because I was a seminarian, didn't have a lot else to do except right. really get to know and love the people. And they were so good to me. And I felt at the end of the year, like, this has been, like, my family. And, like, I've grown so much. And every place now I go, uh, just new family members are added, I feel like. And it's just been such an incredible, beautiful gift. Really cool, really cool. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we got to throw things up to Fabulous Fargo for a preview for tomorrow's show, and then we'll come back and, uh, and see how much time we have left, but definitely get your blessing before we have to wrap things up. So take it away, Fargo.
on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Our host is Heather Carroll from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store. Shalvan Deacon, Deacon Rob Thom from the Diocese of Crookston to talk about his journey to serve the church in the diocese. And, and Kim Simmons to talk about raising funds for the new ultrasound equipment to provide women in need. All that and much more on the next Real Presence Radio, live, Wednesday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Really cool, really cool. Um, I, I guess we have a little more time than I thought we would, so okay. uh, one, which is good because I had another question I was going to ask. But what sort of uh, words of encouragement could you offer to uh, to a young man who might be discerning words of encouragement? Yeah, words of encouragement. Um, you know, I think I preached on this a little bit this morning actually at mass. Uh, the gospel, you know, with Jesus um, asking, "Who are my mother and brothers? It's those who do the will of my heavenly Father." and that was my initial struggle, right, with uh, discernment, was just like, just tell me what you want me to do, Lord, and I'll do it. Like, I do love you, and I want to do what you want me to do, but just tell me. And I wrestled with that for so long, and then I realized, like, I don't need to, like, wrestle with this question so much. I just need to be in the presence of the Lord and let him love me and love him in return. And uh, and then, like, just by doing, by following God's will, by following his commandments, by uh, seeking to be a good and holy person, um, then he'll slowly reveal uh, where he wants you to go. So he, there's just you don't need to wrestle with that question so much. Mm. Uh, just say, you know, follow the Lord's will, follow His commandments, um, and just love the Lord and let Him love you. Just, don't overthink it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be open to where God's leading you. And really, everybody, like Nick and I, both all—that's what we should be doing every day, yeah. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Great advice all around. Well, uh, we're kind of nearing the end of our time together, so as promised, uh, we'd like to ask for your blessing on air. Okay. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks uh, for, for all of these people who are gathered here. Thank you for the many gifts and blessings that they provide for the, our diocese and for all those who are listening. Fill them with your grace and peace, Lord. Fill them with your, your joy. Uh, and may you fill them with the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire of divine love that you may uh, provide for them and give them life. And we ask you the Blessed Mother, her intercession, and through the intercession of St. Therese of Lisieux, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.